The science is controlling me to listen to WMNF Tampa. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Good morning to you. Yes, you. Gosh, it is so good to be here with you today. You, my dear companion, on this delightful stroll through the morning garden of the radio here on WMNF Tampa, the best darn radio station in the whole darn nation. And that, my friend, as Will Sonnet used to say, is no brag, just fact. And welcome to the entirely edifying episode of the Healthy Steps Radio Show, here with the esteemed host, Dr. Fred Harvey. If being with you wasn't a greater joy than a tosser such as myself deserves, Dr. Fred Harvey always ratchets it up two or maybe three notches whenever he holds AMA Monday. Ask me anything Monday. My favorite Monday, and I suspect yours as well. But I have to reserve some of my blessings because sprinkled in the future, the good doctor will bring some scholarly guests to the Healthy Step show, and it always brings a certain technicolor to the show. It's something I always look forward to. So let's get started. Write this information down because you're going to want to use it. Call 813-239-9663 if you have any medical questions or concerns. Irene is in the power chair and would love to put you in the caller queue. You can also send an email to dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813-433-0885. Good morning to you, Dr. Harvey. A pre-4th of July AMA show, eh? I just hope that after tomorrow your listeners still have all their fingers and will soon recover from that potato salad that was left out on the picnic table just a little too long. So anyway, what have you got for us today, Dr. Fred? Thank you for another wonderful intro. So, we're coming up on the 4th of July. And um, yes, uh, there could be some problems. I heard the fireworks going off well after midnight last night. And uh, I expect it again tonight and possibly even tomorrow. So, be careful, folks. And remember, it's really hot out there. So, stay hydrated. And you might want to throw a little bit of trace minerals into your water because uh, you do sweat out your uh, trace minerals like magnesium and zinc into your sweat. So yeah, coming into this uh, holiday, I'm sure uh, um, lots of people are planning on picnics and things. And Bill did mention a real common occurrence. You know, food poisoning is uh, probably the most common cause of gastrointestinal complaints. And it's quite common, truly. And the thought that mayonnaise products are the issue is is wrong, actually. It's just that the mayonnaise happens to be covering very uh, starchy things. Potatoes and uh, uh, macaroni are, are really good food sources for bacteria like staph. And so the classic staph food poisoning that comes from those things is, is due to, again, letting it sit out too long, having it be too warm, um, and, and getting your hands into it because staph and strep live on your hands. So you want to keep the prep clean. Um, speaking about food, 
more and more information comes up about the foods. Well, actually, I should say the food-like substances that we are allowed to ingest. You know, it's really amazing how um, commercial, open quote, science, close quote, tends to miss the really important things. Um, I think it was 15, maybe a little bit longer, 15 years ago, when the federal government decided to uh, uh, approve um, sucralose as an artificial sweetener, sucralose, uh, otherwise uh, known as branded Splenda, but also otherwise known as chlorinated sugar. Think about that concept. You take some nice, relatively healthy food, a, a normal sugar like sucrose, and you mix it with chlorine. And you end up with something that is quite altered, a poly sugar um, with, with extra um, um, contaminants in it. One of those contaminants is called sucralose 6-acetate. And uh, around a percent 1% of all the chemicals inside your sucralose actually is this contaminant. It's an intermediate, an impurity. And what they found out um, recently uh, in an open access uh, uh, article, if you want to read it, uh, Journal of Toxicology has it, and it's Toxicology and Pharmacokinetic Properties of Sucralose 6-Acetate. But I'll summarize it for you. It's deadly. For some reason, the Financial Drug Administration decides that we are allowed to be poisoned by pseudo-food purveyors, and um, these chemicals together um, change the uh, gut integrity, causes leaky gut, and leaky gut is where your, your gut has um, essentially been burned. And, you know, a, a second degree burn after a blister kind of oozes. Well, that's kind of what your gut does after you eat this stuff. It impairs the intestinal barrier integrity. It changes the microbiome. It induces something called cytochrome P450. And so it actually causes detox changes in the liver, which will alter the way you actually metabolize medications that you're taking. So sucralose is a poison that is in certain supposedly low calorie or non-nutritive uh, foods and definitely non-nutritive, but also poison. Remember, if you see sucralose on the label, remember it is a poison and should be put back on the shelf until the uh, Financial Drug Administration is, uh, uh, its control is removed from corporations and taken back by the people <laughs> because we have a real issue here. And uh, there are so many articles out there that corroborate how horrible this substance is. Um, but again, we know that our government is owned by the corporation and it is of the corporation for the corporation and by the corporation and forget humans because they are not relevant to this government's workings because our government officials don't get paid by us anymore because a paltry $150,000 a year is not a salary enough for somebody who can make $1.5 million doing graft from the corporate lobbyists. So, um, yeah, I know it's a bold statement, but let's get real here. Why is a poison like this on the market? I, I just, I'd love to know why is a poison like this on the market? Can somebody please explain to me what the Financial Drug Administration is doing for humans in America? It seems they're not. <laughs> it really seems they're not. You know, they were, they were actually allowing Purdue Pharma to spread the, the mirth with the opiates. They were involved.
<laughs> they, they pretend like they weren't, but they were involved. They allowed that to occur. So why are they allowing us to be poisoned with Splenda? Or also with with aspartame. You know, they have a substitute aspartame now called acesulfame. Um, so look for aspartame and acesulfame next to the sucralose. There's so many products polluted by this stuff. It sneaks in everywhere. And another thing, it, this, this sucralose causes a DNA damage. It actually causes a DNA damage. There's another article out there about that. There's just so many. Read about sucralose toxicity, sucralose damage, sucralose in the microbiome, sucralose in the liver. It's, it's just astonishing that this stuff is available in thousands of food, beverage, and pharmaceutical products. It's just amazing. So what also amazes me is that I have such amazing listeners who love to participate in this show. And I just wanted to remind everybody that we are on WMNF 88.5 Tampa. Yes, and we want to get them to participate, obviously. They're kind of a, a missing part to the show right now. <coughs> so, reminding folks, this is the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. And we're excited that you're going to be calling on in at 813-239-239. 9663 or sending an email to dj at wmnf.org. You can text us at 813-433-0885. And as I said, Irene came on in specially to answer your phone call. So give her a jingle and get, get your question before Dr. Harvey. Back to you, Doc. Thank you, Bill. So yeah, this leads into another interesting um, uh, concept. And uh, the new scientist uh, uh, on 10 June published an article, could your gut bacteria influence how intelligent you are? Fascinating question. So mood, personality, intellect, all these things are actually affected by your gut bacteria. And they're showing more and more. Um, certain people scored better on uh, uh, tests of, of verbal and mathematical uh, uh, quizzes um, when they had a certain type of bacteria and while those with another type scored lower. Well, it just turns out that these types of bacteria can be actually changed by the foods you eat. And so eating a broad-based, um, uh, plant-based diet, trying to get, you know, 35 or 40 different plants into your body every week, preferably even daily, you know, when you use a, a chimichurri sauce with a bunch of herbs in it, you're getting all those plants. Um, add some olive oil to it and you get another plant. Add some garlic to it and you get another one. And so you can get lots of plants in a single food. Um, you don't have to eat lots of different plants, although a really varied salad is a great idea. But sucralose actually induces an inflammatory bacteria and probably is working on uh, uh, ruining your mind. Um, uh, chlorinated sugar doesn't sound like a very good thing for any part of your body. And so I think it's really important that we consider that every time we do put something in our mouth, it does affect who and how we are. And so we are what we eat. And so if we eat sucralose, we are potentially dumber. We are potentially um, sicker. And um, actually, these artificial sweeteners also help to um, um, increase uh, weight. And despite the fact that they're non-caloric, they actually induce changes that cause obesity and diabetes. 
not good things. So it sounds like the uh, call out worked and we have somebody who's interested in talking today. Yes, we do. I've got Katira from Palm Harbor, but I'm going to give the number on out again. I know people are busy getting ready for the fourth. So give us a call at 813-239-9663 or continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org. And good morning to you, Katira. How are you this morning? Uh, yes, hello. Um, so I have a few questions about uh, joint um, function, and um, I'm going to be ordering some things from Puritan's Pride, and I'm confused on what I should really exactly get. Um, uh, there's something called SAM-E, and that's also supposed to be good for mood. Um, do you have an opinion about that? methionine is a methyl donor, and it can help with detoxification. It can help with metabolism of your neurotransmitters, so it may actually help to boost mood. Um, it uh, uh, Anything that works with methylation can help to improve inflammation in your body, um, and it may... Um, um, it may help with uh, uh, some joint pain. Um, I haven't used it in that way ever. I use it for uh, detox and for um, uh, brain function more than anything else. Hmm, okay. So, um, yeah, I have um, osteoarthritis. Uh -huh. And um, there's a few things in here. Um, what Do you know what MSM is? You know? MSM is another, another methyl donor. It's um, methyl sulfonyl methane. And again, that's a a way to help reduce inflammation. And it may actually, both of those things as methyl donors may have some um, effect on reducing some osteoarthritis joint pain. Okay. But by far the, the most um, important one um, is fish oil, omega-3 fatty acids or, or algae oil. Okay. And um, let's see, they have some combinations of like Boswellia, uh, turmeric, um, they have, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out which one I should order. They have a glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM, and Boswellia um, combination. So glucosamine and chondroitin actually really help to support joint function because they are... Um, raw materials for the cartilage and for the the synovial fluid the joint fluid that buffers and lubricates um boswellia that's an extract of frankincense and that's a nice anti-inflammatory i have <clears throat> used combinations of boswellia and turmeric and um salicylic acid from willow bark as really nice um arth arthritis or other pain relieving combinations okay yeah, they also have that too. <laughs> they, uh -huh. they have uh, herbal bromelain boswellia complex with turmeric. It also has um, willow extracts, um, tart cherry, and cayenne pepper in it. So, yeah, it sounds like that's a standard combination too. Um, and uh, the uh, uh, anti-inflammatory effects of those um, uh, probably are good. Mm -hmm, okay. Yeah, so I am wondering about mood boosters also, though. Um, like, um, I don't know, there's that the 5-HTP or there's the um, um, St. John's Ward or 
anything like that. But, um, like Frankly, I've, I've, I have used St. John's Wort in the past and found uh, vir- virtually no effect from it. Some people say they yeah. do get some. Um, 5-HTP is a support for serotonin, and serotonin is a harmonizer for the brain. It helps the brain make new connections. It's a nootropic agent. It helps you make new connections and new cells. So it's a very functional uh, tool to help the brain work better. So that might be better than SAMe, I guess. Um, well, it, it would be a tool to help raise serotonin for mood. SAMe helps to metabolize your um, uh, uh, dopamine and, and norepinephrine, epinephrine. And so it helps with that end of the neurotransmitter system. Um, and so, yeah, it's a, got a different effect. Okay. Is it is it safe to use these things in combination or, you know... Generally, it is, and you can use drugs.com or one of those places and do a nutrient uh, interaction check. Uh, all you do is enter the nutrient and or the drug you're taking, and, and it will give you a, a check. And there's many um, uh, places online to do that kind of stuff. Okay, great. Okay. Well, I appreciate all your help today, and um, uh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> you're welcome. Hope yeah. you feel better, Katera. Thank you. Okay. Oh, remember, remember that movement is key for osteoarthritis. Um, staying moving helps your joints stay lubricated and also helps you to have much less uh, discomfort in them. Okay. Great. Okay. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. Yeah, have a wonderful it. fourth. <laughs> Thanks. You too. I've got um, Bill and Sam on the line, but I'm going to give on out the numbers since it was so successful last time. Give us a call at 813-239-9663. I want to make uh, Irene work for it today. She's always so good at it. You can also send us a email at, at dj at wmnf.org. Good morning to you, Bill. Good morning. Uh, hi, Bill. I, hello. Uh, hi. I have a goblet cell carcinoma, and it's very rare, and I'm wondering, has there and any connection found to either exposure to toxic chemicals, antibiotics, or the digestive biome? The start started in the appendix and then, and then moved into the cecum. Yeah, so goblet cells are the mucus-producing cells of your colon. And, um, yeah, it is a relatively rare cancer. Um, from my perspective, all cancers come from toxic exposure um, and inflammation. And so, yes, your question is right. You, you were affected by toxins. You also were affected by uh, probably an inflammatory microbiome. And so these things, yes, do have some effect on um, the way you metabolize in all of your cells. And so when you get pressure put on them, you can have these cells deteriorate into abnormal cells. I see. So in terms of uh, balancing that, I mean, or reducing the influence of a toxic exposure, what recommendations do you have? Oh, um, first of it, I'll take away the toxic exposure. So eat organic, um, limit the amount of sugar you're taking because sugar feeds the cancer. Um, and uh, getting antioxidants uh, like uh, uh, uh and 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 phytochemicals that stimulate changes in the system specifically i'm thinking about a combination of four of them um resveratrol or terostilbene which is methylated resveratrol uh, that helps to cause apoptosis which is 
programmed cell death for cells that are abnormal. So it is an anti-cancer effect, essentially. Um, sulforaphane glucosinolate, that comes from brassica vegetables like broccoli and cabbage, and you can get that in an extract form. Um, uh, curcumin also has an anti-cancer effect, as does uh, uh, green tea extract. Those four together activate, all of them individually and together activate nuclear regulatory factor two, which is a really important enzyme system that cleans up the workings of bad cells or tells the cells that are not working well to commit suicide and go away. And so it's really helpful for managing cancer. I see. Well, thank you so much for that information. You're very welcome. Have a, a great fourth and good luck with your challenge. Thank you. I'm loving how we're lighting on up the board every time I give on out the numbers, so I'm going to give in to the temptation. You're invited <laughs> to participate by calling 813-239-9663 to participate in the Healthy Steps radio show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. You can also continue sending emails to dj at wmnf.org. Let's go to Sam in Tampa, and I've got Randy and Dana in the background. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. Hey there. I, I was wondering about the sucralose being in uh, chewing gum. And I guess my question is, are there safe chewing gums? And um, is sucralose called something else to cover up that name on packages? Um. Sucralose is sucralose. It may be called Splenda. Those are the only two names I know for it. And um, chewing chewing gums and other things that are, uh, you know, mints and things that are sweetened with xylitol um, are actually um, relatively safe and actually could be beneficial because xylitol actually inhibits the um, adherence to your um, uh, oral mucosa, some of the bad bacteria that cause cavities. Also, it comes in a spray, X-L-E-A-R, that you can put in your nose, and that helps with actually chronic sinus infections because it doesn't allow strep and staph to adhere to the lining of your nose. But when you swallow some of the um, uh, liquid from that, it actually also helps to break up the microbiome the bad microbiome in your gut. So xylitol sweetened gums and mints are the way to go. Well, thank you. I appreciate what you're doing and I hope you have a healthy 4th of July. Thanks, you too. Glad to help. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. All and uh, let's go to Randy in Palm Harbor. Good morning, Randy. Hey, good morning, you guys. Uh, happy 4th. Hey there. And you. Thank you. Um, I've got, uh, I'm almost 70. I had a knee injury playing football in my 20s. Um, it is still, I can walk with no, I ride a bike a lot to help lubricate it, I Good. guess. Yeah. Um, I'm worried about the time frame I have to change my knee out because it's pretty much gone. Um, it doesn't hurt me now. I keep riding the bike, and that seems to keep it at bay. But is, is there like a time frame where I'm, I'm in pretty good shape? Um, and I guess it's hard for you to let me know. When no, my I have an easy, an easy common sense rule of thumb for surgery like this. Okay. If it don't hurt, don't cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. I, I'm with you on that. I so I have a about... I have a close friend. I have a close friend that for about four years 
complained about not being able to get up the steps to the second floor of her house. And she loved the second floor of her house because that's where her master bedroom was. But so she was living in the guest bedroom downstairs. So we talked about it repeatedly. And finally, at age 86, she got knees replaced about four months apart. And at at 87, she's thrilled. She's getting around. She can go up to her um, second floor master bedroom now. And she has a life. So she was unable to get up steps, though. So when you're get, getting to a point where you have functional problems due to the underlying issue, fix it. Until then, keep going. Cool. Just keep going. That's what I wanted to hear, but it was nice to hear it from you, Fred. <laughs> you're so welcome, Randy. All right. Have a great fourth. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. The old medical equivalent, too, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, huh? And that's it. All right. Dana is on the line here. Good morning, Dana. Hi, Dana. Hi. Uh, I had to turn my radio off. I'm sorry. Um, okay. I had, I had E. coli probably five or six years ago, and I took an antibiotic and gotten ri- got rid of it. Well, I had had... Um, well, where was the E. coli? Um, all I know is it was causing, you know, gut issues. Oh, okay. So... Um, I was lactose intolerant before that, but it was only like bloating and gas. And um, since then, I've continued to have, even though I take a lactase before I eat anything, just in case, I've continued to have um, issues every now and then with similar symptoms that I had with the E. coli. So I... I and what were those symptoms? Um well, horrible rolling of my stomach and, you know, extremely painful. And then just watery diarrhea, like immediately. There was no waiting. It was like immediate. So I'm still okay. having that every now and then. And is that after you've oh, experienced um, an insult with uh, lactose? Well, that's after. No, because, well, I try. I drink almond milk and I try, you know, milk whey is in just about everything. I try to be really careful with um, what I actually eat. And I I haven't pinpointed any one specific thing. It's just like sometimes I'll eat my oatmeal in the morning with my almond milk. And even though most mornings I don't have a problem, all of a sudden I have an issue. Well, that could be coming from what you ate the night before. Um, And... It, it, you know, because usually it takes 12 hours to have things travel through your gut. And okay. so if you're having and trouble in the morning, same. it could be from last night. Okay. And, if, and I do the same plant-based protein shake in, at night. Mm-hmm. Um, well, since it's not a regular occurrence and intermittent, you probably have something uh, in one of those foods. You might want to keep a really strict food and symptom diary, or you may want to um, see a practitioner who can do some food sensitivity testing and a stool microbiome test to find out do you have problems there. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Boy, I've got a full board here today, so I'm going to go just jump right on into Brett. Good morning, Brett. Hello. Hi there, Brett. Hi, how are you? Excellent, how are you? Doing fine, thank you. 
Um, so I'm calling you because I have a 14-year-old daughter who was Baker acted twice um, in the spring and March and April. And the first time they, that she was Baker acted, they put her on Abilify. Um, she was having, like, suicide ideation, also talking about voices in her head. Um, so the first psychiatrist put her on Abilify. Um, about less than two weeks later, she was Baker acted again. This time her symptoms were stronger, and that psychiatrist um, put her on Olanzapine. And she's been on Olanzapine for about the past two months, but I'm really not happy with what it's done to her. Um, kind of made her, like, zombified and really, you know, like, m very mellow, very fatigued all the time. Um, and I would like to get her off of the antipsychotic. And I'm just wondering if you have any natural recommendations that might be able to take the place of that. Um, I would love to tell you that there is something that I could tell you to do naturally. But when somebody has a, a psychotic break, and when I say psychotic break, I mean a change in the personality that includes uh, problems with um, delusions, with um, uh, paranoid ideas, with hallucinations, like hearing voices. That's some serious psychological disruption. And that really um, needs to be addressed in a different way. And so I would suggest that you're, if you want to work with um, um, having someone, you know, move into a different uh, uh, place, but but it's so difficult when when somebody's got this kind of severity. I think you need an integrative, functional, holistic type psychiatrist, and <clears throat> one of the um, um, better known across the country is the Amen Clinics. A M E N. Daniel Amen. Um, has written many okay. books on on this, and there is actually a clinic down in Fort Lauderdale. There's a bunch around the country, Atlanta, somewhere up near D.C., I think. But um, there are also, locally, you can find some uh, functional psychiatrists. You might want to search that. You might want to go to the Institute for Functional Medicine and look for functional psychiatry. But um, what I see often is there's some toxicity inducing these breaks. And some of the toxins that irritate the brain are things like sucralose, aspartame, artificial colors, artificial sweeteners, artificial flavors, um, gluten, gluten, and gluten, pasteurized dairy. All of these things are irritants to the body, and all of them should be eliminated in pursuit of a better brain, including getting rid of all non-organic foods. Okay. All right, and that, that's really interesting because I had taken her to somebody years ago for a different issue. It was with eczema, and um, they had, like, tested what food she was sensitive to, and at that point she was on, like, a very strict elimination diet, and the eczema cleared up completely. So I have seen nutrition work for her, and I was kind of thinking that would be something with this too. So I appreciate well, you, that. Um, you might even you might even re revisit that previous elimination diet since it worked and then keep working from there. Right, right. Because you have okay. to remember if if your daughter had eczema, 
eczema and brain or skin and brain come from the same portion of the fetal uh, tissue. It's called ectoderm. Your skin makes your brain and it also makes the skin covering your body. And so if you have eczema because of a diet, you have brain eczema because of the same diet. So her symptoms are basically what you're experiencing as brain eczema. You remember what the eczema looked like on her skin. You don't want her brain to look like that. Right, right. Okay. Well, I appreciate that insight. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right. Have a good day. And you too. Have a great holiday and good luck with that. Thank you too. Thanks. Bye-bye. All righty. I've got Smitty from Tampa on the line. Good morning, Smitty. Uh, good uh, morning. Uh, good morning. I... Uh, Went to my eye doctor, and an eye doctor said uh, I had glycoma. She says, uh, if it bothers you, you can have it done. Otherwise, wait till it bothers you or something to that effect. What's your philosophy on glycoma, and should I eat more bananas? <laughs> so uh, glaucoma is a uh, condition of increased pressure in the eye. And when you get this increased pressure, um, it puts pressure on the optic nerve. The pressure can actually cause atrophy or destruction of the nerve, resulting in blindness. And so if you have evidence of increased pressure, um, uh, you want to work to reduce the pressure. If you have evidence of increased pressure plus nerve changes, and it sounds to me like maybe your ophthalmologist did not find the nerve changes yet, but... Um, uh, some people, uh, some ophthalmologists treat the pressure before you see the nerve damage, depending on how high the pressure is. Some wait if the pressure is not as high as uh, um, in some cases. So um, cannabis products actually have been shown to reduce intraocular pressure. Even CBD might have some effect on that. But um, what I would consider is talk to an integrative ophthalmologist or optometrist and um, uh, follow the recommendations of your professional about when to treat because um, they True. follow the, the, the problem closely, usually. And that was, what kind of doctor was that? Integrative or functional ophthalmologist. You want to find oh, okay. somebody who uses another approach okay. and you can find them by searching ifm.org. I, I know of one over in Melbourne, but I'm not sure how many others there are. Yeah. And there are also integrative optometrists too, who do some interesting work. So yeah, you can find some people out there that can give you some really specific advice on it. But um, CBD might lower your pressure a point or two, which might be enough to keep you in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Fred. You're welcome. Have a great day, Smitty. Have a uh, beautiful holiday. I'll try. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We've got about 20 more minutes and, again, a full board. I'm loving it today. I've got Ann and Nancy and Steve and Bill. Let's go to Ann. Good morning, Ann. Good morning. Um, you said green tea extract. Um, why not just drink green tea? Well, you can, um, and uh, the extract just concentrates it. So in a, in a capsule, you'll get, you know, 10 cups of green tea. Uh, most people don't drink that much in a day. Um, when you're using extractive uh, nutraceuticals, it's to get a more potent and uh, higher level effect. Uh, foods are highly preventive, but not necessarily curative. When you increase the amount of uh, uh, chemical in the extract, you can get things that are working on the level of pharmaceutical drugs to really push the system. Uh, 
But to do prevention, I think drinking a glass of green tea every day is a great idea or more. Oh, okay. And during the, the pandemic, I went to somebody's house and they had that um, spray. It was Lysol. The, and it, it, no, it wasn't a spray. It, you pulled a little, like a little cloth out of a container, you know, a plastic container, and they wiped off their sink with it. You okay. Know, and then I thought, oh, I'll do that. And they had kids that did it with their hands and everything. So I just picked it out with my hands and I wiped off my laptop and my, my cell phone and my steering wheel, you know, and got everything all sanitized and I was all proud of myself. And the next day, all the joints in my right hand swelled up. Maybe it was oh. two days later. They turned red and they swelled up. Wow. And I was wondering if it was from doing that. Could be. What's in the Lysol wipe? Yeah, I don't know. It was just the wipes that everybody uses to wipe off their sinks. You know, the 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 things you buy in the grocery store, you know, or the yeah. store. So did it smell funny? Did yeah. it have a fragrance? Yeah, it had a fragrance to it. So fragrances are actually hormone disruptors and toxins, and we should eliminate anything that has fragrances in it because they're they're really um, uh, bad for our bodies. Uh-huh. Okay. So yeah, I would I would avoid those kind of toxic things. You can get natural disinfecting wipes that have uh, something uh, like an extract of thyme in it that has antibacterial properties. Um, yeah, there are, there are many things out there. There's another one that smells kind of like, I think, popcorn because it uses a, a fat in it called monolaurin. Um, and um, it's it's uh, an interesting scent, but it's actually uh, quite effective at, at uh, reducing uh, germ counts. But, you know, just soap and water work great. Wiping things down and cleaning things off really is the key. It's not that you need to have all these weird disinfectant chemicals. Water is a brilliant solvent. And when you reduce the amount of the bacteria around, you reduce the uh, chances of getting a problem. And so just washing is a great thing to do. Even washing just your hands with just water without soap. If you don't have access to soap, water is an amazing cleaning solvent. Okay. Yeah, I usually use like a natural soap, you know, in my house, I just thought, and I just always wondered if maybe that's what caused my joints, if that would cause your joints to swell. I don't doubt it. Okay. So okay. avoid those, Ann. Stay away from them in the future. Okay. I, I did. Thank you very much. Wonderful. All right. Very good there. I'm going to go to Nancy and all the way in Haines City. Good morning, Nancy. Hey there. Hi. I have, I have, how are you? Great. How are you today? I'm doing good. I have a, a blood pressure question for you. Um, I, I turned 60 last December and I have been, uh, I monitor my blood pressure then every once in a while, but here lately I, I've noticed it's been going up and I range in, in the range from 140 over 80 or 90 to uh, 160, uh, over 105. And I wondered if um, I, I'm getting ready to go see my doctor in uh, one more month. I'm going to keep track of my blood pressure, but I, I want to say he's probably going to put me on blood pressure medicine. 
um, to prevent heart attack and stroke. And I wondered if there was any other things I can do to try to bring that blood pressure down um, so I don't have to get on that uh, on the meds. And I will mention that I am I'm Monday through Friday. I will be lucky if I get about six hours of sleep. And um, um, I figured that it could be maybe like um, uh, sleep apnea is what I've heard. Because a lot of times the blood pressure is higher in the morning than it is at night. And I just wanted to see what, what you thought, what kind of tests I should have them run before I get onto the blood pressure medicine. So you made a very good point there. Um and I'm glad you gave me that history. Sleep deprivation is disruptive to all of physiology and your sleep deprivation could be sleep apnea and sleep apnea is directly associated with weight gain and high blood pressure. Are you overweight? I have gained about uh, 10 pounds since uh, December when I turned uh, um, 60. Yeah, so maybe you do have something like that. So it would be worth it to um, ask for a, um, a sleep test and it would be also worth it to get your kidneys checked out to make sure you're not having a problem there. Um, and um, the fact that your blood pressure is higher in the morning is actually uh, related to your normal function. Everybody's adrenaline and uh, uh, testosterone and, and cortisol go up in the morning. And so you get a little bit of a boost there when you get up. And, and so that's why a lot of heart attacks actually occur in the morning. Um, so, um, if you're waking with a dry mouth or a headache, you might also have some more evidence there that you have sleep apnea. I, I have, as a matter of fact, had headaches, not all the time, but headaches. And I, I contribute that to the blood pressure and also dry mouth through the night. Yeah. So it sounds like you need to be evaluated for sleep apnea and that may actually cure your, um, blood pressure problem. And with the level it is right now, you're at risk long-term, but it, it, you're not really at risk to need a blood pressure medicine today while you're doing the workup for the sleep apnea because sleep apnea may just control this problem for you treating that great that sounds great i kind of had a feeling and then when i i i tried to research the the lower number you know the the top number being 140 and the lower being 80 sometimes when it's high the lower number is 105 or yeah that's too high what is that in your circulatory system? What what does that mean? That means your blood pressure never goes down to a relaxed state. The diastolic lower number is where you're relaxed. So you're always hypertensive when you have numbers over 80 all the time on the lower number. So you definitely need to be evaluated. Get in there and get it done. Okay, very good. I will, and I will ask for a sleep apnea uh, or a sleep test. Yeah. And they have home sleep tests now that are much easier than going into centers. Very good. Thank you so much. I appreciate everything. Your show is always great. Thank you. You're very welcome. Happy Bye. holiday. You too. Bye-bye. We're looking at just under 15 minutes, and I've got um, Steve and Bill. But I'm also going to give on out the number and remind folks you're listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show here with Dr. Fred Harvey on WMNF Tampa. You're encouraged to give us a call at 813-239-9663. I cannot thank Irene enough for handling your calls. And, of course, you can send your emails to dj at wmnf.org. Good morning to you, Steve. Hey, thank you for having this show. Um, You're welcome. Recently, 
as a vegan, I discovered that I was creating histamine problems because my entire diet consisted of nuts, sauerkraut, um, raw chocolate, and other pro-histamine foods. Yes. And I've always kind of dismissed gluten, oh, and wheat, wheat-based fake meats. And I've always dismissed... Um, oh, it's funny, it's funny that wheat, wheat meat is called Satan. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and so I had dismissed in my life gluten allergies, peanut allergies, and I was... But I was noticing for no, there was nothing else I was doing wrong in my life. Um, congestion, throat swelling up, and problems sleeping. Uh-huh. Apparently the histamine receptors filled with histamine create insomnia. Well, histamine so, actually stimulates the release of adrenaline, which creates insomnia. Yeah, and so <laughs> I wanted to ask you about this thing, the diamine oxidase, which breaks down histamine as a, and it being a deficiency, genetic histamine intolerance, and other than just cutting all prohistaminergic foods out of your diet, which is most of the foods I eat, what do you yes. think about this histamine issue? What's your blood type? I don't know, sir. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, certain blood types actually do better with different types of foods, and and though it's not a law, it just seems that they do better. Uh, type A is a is a vegetarian blood type. Um, does okay with dairy. Does okay with beans. Uh, the type O, um, the oldest blood type, um, the paleo type, does really actually well with um, meats and greens. Yeah. Uh, truly a paleo diet. So you might want to actually explore what your body wants and even do some food sensitivity testing. Um, look at your blood type, look at your metabolic type. Uh, Ayurveda is brilliant with helping to uh, analyze the kinds of foods you need to be most healthy because um, it looks at your constitution. Um, yeah, the uh, I actually went the to India and yeah. stayed at Ayurvedic hospital. It was incredible. Uh, and we have several here in Florida actually oh, that really? are very high quality. I'll have to, can I ask you one quick, to replace DAO, you know, they're selling diamine oxidase. That's yeah. Down here. They're selling it over I the u- counter. I use it. I, ha- I have it on the shelf in my office. I think it's a, a brilliant oh, tool. Uh, what kind of, um, are you allowed to say what brand? Um, yeah, I use the Zymogen brand, um, but um, all, all, all of the diamine oxidase available on the market is made by one company in Germany. It's called the Umbrellix company. Right. Umbrellix sells it to everybody else. Everybody else puts their label on it. So my suggestion is find the cheapest one because it's made by the same person in Germany. Just find the one that's the best cost. Um, they have lots of different brands for it online, but it's all the same manufacturer. There's no difference. Right. And I, so, I saw that in my research. I, I bought the one from Dr. Ben Lynch, who is a histamine expert except that he yeah. has a lot of people saying he's a scam so i don't know what to do about that but. Well, ben, ben lynch is a brilliant man really? but he, he is also a merchandiser sells lots of stuff online yeah. and not everything works for everybody right. he sells a good a good story too he's he tells a, a good monster. story and sells he a good really story is, isn't he? I yeah yeah you I, have your I, own brand of of vitamins uh, you should have like yourself cloned and have franchises with you in them as a clone helping people <laughs> worldwide I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the or an animatronic AI synth bot. Either way, we need more of you. How about how about just like group classes online where we can get a bunch of people together and work on problems together? And only one Fred Harvey? Yeah. Okay, that might work too. 
I can do one to many better than I can do one on one and extend myself. <laughs> but a fleet of Fred Harveys that would be amazing. Well, there are more and more people getting trained in this stuff all the time, but there's right. never going to be another Fred Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you very much, the one and only Fred Harvey. You're thank so you, welcome. Steve. Thank you. And I've got Bill in Tampa as we're wrapping on up the show here. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. Hi there. I noticed with, with dry eye. Dry eye. They gave me some drops for it, uh, prescription drops. I've been taking three weeks now, but. You got restasis, right? Yeah. I said a little yeah. funky tube. About, it's, it causes blurry vision for about 30 minutes or more. Yeah. And, and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. Is it? And they, but they've told me if I don't do something about dry eye, it could cause blindness and all kinds of issues. Yeah, yeah, you can end up drying out your cornea and having problems there. But um, baseline, okay. um, everybody with dry eye should be on fish oil and some GLA, gamma linolenic acid. It comes from evening primrose oil or um, what's the other one? I'm blanking, but uh, anyway, GLA um, and uh, EPA DHA. Take well, that four four thousand milligrams of the EPA DHA and uh, five hundred to a thousand of the GLA for a month. Have you done that? No, I have. I'm on fish oil regular. Have been for a okay. long time. Okay, but are you taking but, four grams of it? I've taken uh, uh, fifteen hundreds, I think, one in the morning. Okay. In the morning. So, so get, get, get 3,000 to 4,000 and add the GLA and see what happens with your eyes over that time. It could be an immune issue, which is what they've given you, a, a, an autoimmune treatment drop. That, psych, that, that uh, uh, restasis is uh, an immune drop. So you, you really uh, yeah, want to be careful with that too, but you might actually find that adding more oil helps this a lot. Also, you might consider um, avoiding um, some, uh, you know, irritating foods maybe uh, uh something with high histamine could be irritating you or do you take antihistamines um i do i think that's so and yeah it's a well, i don't take it regular um uh, night, once a week i got a nasal i got a nasal spray i'll use at night sometimes to help with my snoring because it doesn't bother me but you know the other half like it. So anything anything you do that will dry out your nose and dry out your eyes, like an antihistamine or decongestant, is going to dry them. So you want to really? avoid those chemicals. Oh, yeah. Ah, see if I listen to my snoring. Too bad. Okay. Yes. You might find a better way to deal with the snoring, too. That could be what something if, else. So, yeah, good luck with that. If, but, yeah, I, you have you if, have to look what, at what's what, drying you. What about over-the-counter drops like cysteine or cysteine or something like that, um, just for lubricating drops? Well, you, you can do that, but you need to do these other things, and, and you really need to okay. make sure if you have dry eye, you got to protect the cornea. Okay. Well, they, they, they were true then. So. Yep. Okay. Th thank you very much. You're welcome. All right, Dan, down to certainly the lightning round, about five more minutes, and I've got Denise from St. Pete on the line here. Good morning, Denise. Hello. Hey, Denise. Hi. Thanks for your time. I'm You're welcome. I had a positive pregnancy in 2000. Then I get checked every year with x-rays of the chest to make sure there's no um, residual or spread of cancer, which it was found, but figure it was all removed. My question is, um, my blood pressure is 110 over 65 or 112 over 70 um, since I've been taking um, the test for blood pressure. 
um, I wake up with mucus every morning. And once last year, I had a sputum test, and it showed some type of bacteria. And they gave me an antibody, and it got rid of it. But I still wake up. I do take a cholesterol medicine, and it only gets this mucus early in the morning. Um, I don't cough during the day. I don't have any mucus come up in the day. So I'm wondering, could it be cholesterol medicine or allergic to the bedding? I think you might be allergic to your bedding if you get any morning. When was the last time you changed your pillow? I change it probably every three months. It's an El Cheapo one, but it seems like um, it only happens when I go to bed. And when I wake up yeah. in the morning, it's slim. So it sounds like there might be something in the in the bedroom that's causing you a problem. I don't know. Um, uh, this is uh, you got a lot of things going on there. But I would look at cleaning up the bedroom if you do change the pillow every three months. Maybe you need an hypoallergenic uh, pillowcase. Maybe you have down in your comforter or something like that. But uh, yeah, it gets a little more complex than we oh, have okay. time for in in a call like this. I think you could see a functional doctor and get a complete workup, which would be a good idea. Okay, because I did do the endoscopy and they said there was inflammation but no bacteria. Okay, yes. so let me start with the pillow again. Thank you. Good, good. Take care. Okay, bye. I'm going to crank on up the outro music in about 30 seconds, so if you want to go to some emails, um, now would be a Actually, good time. Actually, what I'm going to do is just say that uh, um, I am heading out uh, on Wednesday to the inaugural uh motivating the teen spirit summer camp for 60 teens i'm going Ooh. to be the mindfulness counselor and we're going to have a blast with some transformative experiences for a bunch of teenagers with lisa nichols and her group motivating the teen spirit and um i won't be here because i'll be out of cell range we'll have a special show next week a best of and when i come Very back good. we'll be doing ama again in two weeks so thanks irene thanks bill and thanks all the staff at WF and all my wonderful listeners have a lovely 4th of July. Well, thank you and have a wonderful time with all those kids. It'll be quite an experience for uh, both parties would be my guess. And I want to thank everybody for participating, giving a call and being part of the Healthy Steps radio show and especially Irene for always taking the show to a wonderful level. Y'all take care. Have a safe 4th and a wonderful 4th. Until next week. Love y'all. Bye. You've been listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Coming on up is five minutes of NPR news and then get ready for the Sustainable Living Show hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. So until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved. 